Welcome back to another episode of the Balance with Sam podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's episode where I interview my friend and fellow fitness professional, Mr. Sport. His name is Giannis and he is freaking hilarious. He's from the UK and he's an online coach as well. And we talk all about downfalls in the industry of Instagram, how to be yourself, how to figure out how to attract your audience, and how to find a style of dieting that you can enjoy and that works with your lifestyle. I think both Giannis and I have gone through phases where we found our own diets to be working against us. Um, And so we talk about ways to find a diet that works for you. um, And honestly, to just figure out how to be your best self and we also bust some of those fitness myths that he is so gracefully able to portray on his own Instagram. Giannis is a true gem, and if you have the chance to check out his page, I highly recommend it. So let's tune into the episode and learn how to show up as your authentic, true self. All right, welcome everyone, and welcome to my good friend, Mr. Sport. He is from the UK. Welcome, welcome. Thank you, Sam. It's great to be here. I'm so excited to have you here, and you guys all get the pleasure of listening to his wonderful accent. Um, There's nothing better than a good old British accent. So, you know, we get to uh, we're gonna we're gonna tackle the day today with. with Giannis here and he is an online coach um, and fitness professional based out of the UK Um, and he has a really great um, background in um, nutrition and science and he is known on the internet and especially on Instagram for debunking myths and just having a a funny down-to-earth approach where he just cuts out the bullshit and that's why I really appreciate it because he makes hilarious videos. He's a funny guy but also knows his shit um so welcome Giannis I'm so happy to have you having me (laughs) (laughs) I like to just flatter my guests before they get on (laughs) that's it that's it build their uh, self-esteem yeah ready for ready for the rants (laughs) exactly um so why don't you tell everyone a little bit about your background you can talk about school schooling or kind of like where you started and kind of where you're at now yeah I mean um I'm quite fortunate I think because when I was younger um leaving school I I sort of knew what field I wanted to to go into. Um, it changed, obviously, as I progressed through college and, and university. But um, I always knew I was going to be in a sports science or, you know, like a nutrition sort of um, area. So um, I went to college. I did my diploma in um, sports science and then went on to do my degree in sports science. And it was only when I did my master's in athletic development and peak performance that I found a passion for nutrition. Um, up until that point, I actually hadn't, hadn't studied a, an element, uh, a unit, sorry, of nutrition at all. Um, so it was when I did that, that I found a, a passion for nutrition. Um, and then I actually, I took a trip over to, to, your, to your end, the other side of the pond, um, yeah. LA, and that's where I met someone who um, was doing research for Stanford and we had a good chat and whatnot. And they said, do you know what? We've got a space to do an online course. Um, it was like a semester online. Um, if you would be interested. And I just jumped at the opportunity, um, if only to learn really. Uh, yeah. And that's where it 
that's that's where things just kicked off. That's where this whole Mr. Sport thing just just kicked off. So so yeah, that's that's my background. That's awesome. Where does Mr. Sport come from? So um, because of my sports science background, um, I work with a lot of athletes, so footballers, um, or as you know them, soccer. Even yeah. though it's not soccer, it's football. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's fired. <laughs> and uh, a few tennis players and primarily mixed martial arts. So if any of the um, listeners follow the UFC, um, you know, a number of them fighters. So. Yeah. One of my friends said one day, you know, oh, you should be called Mr. Sport because uh, you work in so many different sports. And I think since then, you know, it just clicked. I made made my social media pages and, and that was it. So, yeah, I love it. <laughs> it's got a nice <laughs> ring to it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, okay, awesome. So I kind of wanted to dive right in um, today and talk, start off with some, um, some myths. I know that on, so I will be sharing like your Instagram and everything with everyone listening um, so they can go watch your hilarious rambles. But <laughs> Um, I know you talk a lot about like Herbalife, Slimming World, all of these like, you know, media, um, these, you know, these crazy companies that are just selling these products. Um, and I'm sure that you've had a lot of people come to you and be like, are these legit? Like, should I buy Herbalife, whatever, Slimming World? Um, can you talk about some of the experiences maybe you've had with people, whether it be online or your clients, um, with some of the, the things they've asked you? Um, because they're probably things that my clients have asked me or maybe people out there just are afraid to ask. For sure. I mean, um, surrounding herbal life and a lot of these um, faddy diets, um, I think you've probably experienced the same is my biggest issue is when you're trying to explain to someone how it works and they say to you, you know, well, it works. Someone's lost weight or my, my mum's lost uh, a stone or 20 kilos or using this product. We, you know, the, the frustrating thing for me is the fact that we're not saying it doesn't work. We're saying that, you know, it's covering up the underlying um, science or the calorie deficit, um, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's covering it up. And I think that's the biggest issue that I see with, with Herbalife. I'm not, I never necessarily slate their products, um, more their ethos and their you know their marketing strategy you know if um if someone like herbal life or i know you've probably got loads of other types of herbal life um over here we have something called juice plus there's loads of them yeah um, and and the fact is if they were promoting it as a weight loss shake you know if if they were to say um if you replaced your 700 calorie breakfast with a 300 calorie shake it could elicit fat loss it could put you in a calorie deficit mm -hmm. i would agree with that and i'd say fair enough you know they're being honest but they almost pass these products off as as like uh, golden nuggets or like yeah. the, the cure um to fat loss and and that's something that really frustrates me because as you know sam it's, it's not a one size fits all um, there are many ways to to skin a cat or to burn fat you know as as you you know so yeah that's my frustrating thing is that they they class their product as as magic <laughs> Right. So when, so say I was to come to you and say like, oh, I'm on, I'm doing this Herbalife thing. What do you say to a client that um, maybe comes to you and is currently already like invested in something like that and maybe wants to be a client of yours? Like, how do you respond to that? <laughs> I mean, that's very rare. I've never had to. <laughs> Are you pulling them out? You're pulling them out now. You're trying to trigger me, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I've had it happen to me. And wow. so, yeah. It's a tricky, it's a tricky line to walk, you know? Yeah, I mean, uh, I wouldn't like it, but I suppose I'd have to try and incorporate 
those shakes almost like you would as a as a normal um, fat loss shake. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I would have to explain that all it is doing is causing you to consume fewer calories on a consistent basis because that's all it that's all they do. Um, I mean, I ha- I have had a few people come to me and you know they've said because I am a little bit ruthless, I must admit about Herbalife, but it's in the best interest of uh, of my followers. <laughs> I don't I don't get thrills off it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe a little bit, but. <laughs> <laughs> but so, yeah I, I just think um for me it's an error not an error maybe but I don't know what the what the term you you would use is but I feel like it's it's a lack of education it's a lack of know-how if you are taking that approach um and I just feel like that you know nutrition is 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 quite up in the air at the moment people don't know what they're doing people don't even know what you know how to burn body fat they're thinking should i cut out gluten should i cut out fats should i cut out sugar so they have no idea and that's how um marketing scams like herbal life they they thrive off of this stuff because i think if, if more people knew you just have to consume fewer calories that's the easy part the hard part is adhering to that on a constant basis mm. i think more people would um more people would not opt for that that approach so for me it's a tricky one i i couldn't say what i'd I couldn't yeah. say. Um, well, I guess I, say, yeah. I guess the thing, right, is like right now there's probably more information out there than than ever, and that's yeah. one of their strategies is like let's throw out so much so that you can confuse people. Um, whereas you and I both know how like simple it is. It may not be easy, right? But it's simple. Um, so I mean, I talk about this a lot on my podcast, but just to go over it again because I don't think it can be said enough. Like if um, someone does come to you and say like, what are the, what are the most important things I need to be doing right now to lose fat? Um, what would those be? Be finding a style of dieting that, that you don't necessarily, I mean, we, we preach this thing about enjoying your diet and it is important, but I think, um, obviously number one is a calorie deficit. So even if it's, you could calorie count, um, I know it's not for everyone. I know getting into the nitty gritty of the science isn't for everyone. It could just be a case of working out how much you eat and then reducing your portions. Um, that could be an approach. But for me, obviously, it's the calorie deficit, um, increasing your activity, things like that. Very, as you say, simple things. Um, but but yes, uh, it's, it is important to follow a diet that you enjoy, obviously, or to incorporate the food you enjoy if you want to make it long term. But some people just don't eat enough fucking fruit and vegetables, and that's just how it is. And if you don't enjoy that, then you you just need to find a little bit of um, discipline with your diet, because not everything you put in your gob has to taste like peanut butter, buttercups. You know what I mean? Reese's. I wish it did, though. (laughs) (laughs) Same, same. (laughs) If only peanut butter was a vegetable, (laughs) that would be be good. So, so yeah, I, I think those are the main things. Obviously, reducing your portions, trying to increase your activity, which will in turn supplement that that deficit, and enjoying enjoying as much as you can that diet, um, your approach, but yeah. keeping in mind that you probably need to eat more vegetables. <laughs> just how it Always, is. yeah. <laughs> a good rule of thumb is, you know, I've I tell my clients like at least like a third to half their plate full of veggies because that's gonna yeah. fill them up but not for like a crazy amount of calories. So emphasize on the veg for sure. For sure. Because I mean, like, like you just said, you can actually consume the same volume of food for fewer calories. You know, people think, Oh, I have to eat less food in order to lose weight. It's not the food, it's the calories. So you could essentially, um, 
I suppose, like you said, half your carb portion and double up on your vegetables and have mm-hmm. the same volume, but for fewer calories. So, so yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, have you had experience dieting yourself? I have, yeah. I mean, I've, I've been chubby. I've been um, slim or skinny. Um, I've been, uh, I've, 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 done, I've done many things, Sam. I've, I've done steroids. I've done many, many things in my time in this, uh, in this field, and in, and as a, as a, as an athlete, and as someone that trains at the gym. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like knowledge is great, but I suppose um, people like us that also apply it, that's also quite important to to have a bit of experience at least in in the application of of that knowledge. So. Yeah. Do you think that you're, or maybe can you talk a little bit about some of your experiences, whether it be with any of the things you just mentioned um, and kind of now how it's helped you become a better coach? Yeah. I mean, I've done, I've done many diet fads and stuff, you know, I've, I've, cut, I've gone vegetarian to lose weight. I've, I've cut out gluten to, to lose weight. I've tried all of these different things and um, it leaves you feeling a bit lost because you over, I find for me, I overcompensate on other things. So um, if I cut meat out of my diet, my meals would just be carb heavy. You know, I'll be having like four slices of toast a meal and stuff, you know, just doing the wrong, the wrong thing. So that's something I had to learn myself is, um, when I understood that it was overall calories or overall portions, um, it got me out of that mindset of thinking meat is the reason I'm fat or carbs are the reason I'm fat, you know, and, and almost increasing the amount of other foods I'm eating, which, which didn't help. Um, and a lot of it's a short term fix, whether you're, whether you are following a diet, a, a fatty diet, like skinny coffee, where you just, you know, buy into a product that keeps your arms length or whether you're taking something like steroids it's all short term it's it's something that leads to you you get to a sort of barrier at the end where you just feel like where do i go from here you know with steroids you think this isn't sustainable it's not healthy i'm feeling negative effects although i might be looking better this isn't something i can keep up for 10 years um and the same with same with these other products you're rinsing your bank account <laughs> and then um you're just you get to a point where you want to go out for meals with people and you don't know what to do because all you've been told to do is drink shakes so you know i I know how it feels i've been there myself but yeah Yeah. what would you say to someone that um has maybe is maybe going through that and wants to just like get back to basics and have you had people come to you that you know they're they're starting with you new um or maybe there's someone out there right now that's like doing a doing a cleanse or a detox or some shit and they're like i don't want to do this anymore because i don't want to rely on it you know because like i just want to like learn um what are some tips that you have for people out there that just want to start not like a fresh slate but just eat like a normal person you know yeah, I mean, I think like you said, they, you know, you can you can cut back on certain portions and include more fruit and vegetables and lower calorie options. That can definitely help. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the main thing is to just go back to your to your lifestyle. Um, we often try to get everyone on these different diets or these plans or these detoxes and stuff. But I think if someone just eats what they would normally eat, but just track their portions or make some adjustments, um, and even on the exercise side, you know, every, we, we say, oh, everyone should do cardio or everyone should do, um, you know, resistance training. Ultimately, you just find an approach that you enjoy. So if you enjoy going and hitting some balls and playing tennis, for example, do that. If you enjoy um, your current diet, 
but you perhaps need to cut down a little bit on your on your evening feasting for example <laughs> um that's an approach you can take but i think ultimately it's not necessarily about the diet as such it's more about you know your eating habits so if if people in the evening are you know deep throating thousands of calories that's probably <laughs> an area we need to uh, <laughs> we need to address so you know um it's strange. It's a strange one. It's very strange because if you if this was in any other clinical setting, they do they they'd find out the area of weakness and they'd adjust it. But for us, it's like oh well, I eat good all the way to to the evening, and then the evening I'm consuming a shit ton of calories, um, and we think no, well you need to change your whole diet now. You need to include more resistance training. You need to do all of this stuff, and it's just it's a very simple approach we can take. And I think people over, over, over analyze and over confuse it. So yeah. I don't yeah. know if I went on a bit of a rant there. So I might be okay. No, I love it. I love when you go on rants. That's what I want to go into next is um, <laughs> I want you to share some of the, it's probably funny now, but some of the things um, that you've heard um, people say uh, like, you know, carbs make you fat or whatever it is. I know you talk like silly Susan syndrome um, <laughs> thinks that, you know, <laughs> whatever silly Susan says. And so um, you're, I love like your humor and just because you just, you're cutthroat, you know, it's like you give no fucks and it's important because you cut through the fluff that a lot of other people will put out there um so it's just kind of refreshing almost to hear that perspective because you're like no just stop it with that shake just put the shake down <laughs> and come with me and eat real yeah. food. um so can you talk about some of the funny things you've heard and and maybe um share some of that with us today yeah i mean i'm not sure about funny um but i know that um, you know, the carb one is quite a common thing. And I think the issue, the whole issue surrounding that carb or res restricting carbohydrates is, um, firstly, we've put so much emphasis on the scale weight. And when you do that, carbohydrates, unfortunately, play a massive role in how much you weigh on the scale. But people don't realize about water. They don't realize about glycogen, things like that. So they say, you know, I have it so often in my area. I see, I see, you know, I'll go on a night out with my friends for a drink and, uh, and the women will come up to me and they'll say, I follow your Instagram, but why are you always chatting shit about cutting carbs out? I cut carbs for two weeks and I lost this and that. And I'm just like, fam, you, you lost a lot of water because yeah. you've cut out those carbs, you know? But it's because of Slimming World and all of these, cl these clubs, you know, like Weight Watchers. And it gives a misconception that your weight is, is, is fat when in essence it's your whole body relative to the ground. So the, the cutting the carbs one is a tough one to, um, to debunk because people just believe that it works um, when they're actually not cutting body fat, they're cutting a lot of water and, mm -hmm. you know, in some cases a lot of muscle tissue. So right. that's, uh, that's one. Um, but you know, there, there's been things like the celery juice diet and stuff like that. You know, if someone, honestly, honestly, if someone recommended, um, if I had to be on a celery juice diet for, I think some of them are like three weeks, man, I'd need counseling. After three that. weeks of celery juice only. That's what I've seen. Anyway, someone's doing a 20, 21 day, um, celery juice cleanse. It's like nothing, <laughs> celeries and carrots and bam, I'm not a rabbit. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> oh my God, it's brutal. So, so yeah, I mean, off the top of my head, Sam, sorry, I, I, can't, I, can't, actually, I can't actually think of any funny ones, but... Um, no, it's totally okay. 
piss me off. But <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna get like a whole flood to your inbox now. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess um, with your, you know, with the the people that follow you, um, what do you think like the best? Um, I guess like you as with your background and the things that you've learned over, you know, the past, you know, four or five, six years, whatever it is. Um, what do you think like you bring to Instagram or you bring to your following or to your clients and you do it like really, really well? What is that thing? Um, I suppose it's trying to be trying to be as relatable as possible. Um, you know, or just trying to be myself. And I think authenticity as a coach is extremely important um, because I know during, during my studies, and you probably know as well, Sam, when you're studying, you get given papers or research or information in, in black and white, you know, and it, it, it can almost make you um, into this sort of, insta cause you to be a coach that's in this sort of institutionalized approach. Um, and it just sort of, People don't like that. I know it sounds crazy, but some of the most intelligent people, and I, I would say I'm, I'm not the smartest guy on Instagram when it comes to nutrition, of course not. But there's something that I, the one thing I have is the fact that I can um, digest information and, and provide it in a, in a down-to-earth and I suppose easy-to-digest um, way for, for my clients and for people that are following me. Um, and I think that's the way to make an impact. I started off as a coach that just did the same thing that every other coach did, which is supply the information. But it sounds weird, but unless you are making a bit of noise, people don't really listen to you. Um, so I, I had to make a little bit of noise. I had to swear a few times. <laughs> I, had to, uh, I had to really start to call the bullshit out um, in a more cutthroat way. Um, and that, that attracted more people into into my message and what it is I'm providing and I just left the the science stuff to the people that do that stuff well you know I think the reason I, that things are uh, things are going well you know for both of us Sam is because we're just being ourselves you know a lot of a lot of people online are trying to be someone else trying to be someone they're not and I think the best thing you can be as a coach is just figure out who you are and just be that because I'm not a particularly sciencey guy so I'm just going to do my thing and, and leave that to the Give that to the researchers and the people that do, do that well. So, yeah, yeah, we went on a bit of a tangent then, but uh, I hope you get what I mean. <laughs> no, I, I definitely do. I think relatability is is super important because nine times out of your ten, your client is going to be just a quote unquote regular person, right? They're not going to have a science background. They're not going to have a nutrition background. They're not going to know what the fuck a, a sarcolemma is. You know, like they they just want to know what to do um, in a way that they can actionably move forward so exactly. complicate it they're going to be like yeah maybe next i'll try that in a few months but if you just break it out pretty easy for them it's like oh actually okay i just have to do this okay i can i can do that and they feel like they can actually like you know succeed with something yeah exactly i mean our our job our job isn't to isn't to confuse them or isn't to, you know, grow our own egos. You know, we don't have to try and push out all this sciencey stuff to make ourselves look smart. Um, our, our job is to make sure that we're helping people and we're giving people the information they need. Um, when you compare it to things like Herbal Life, who see these people that perhaps don't know much about nutrition or training and keep them at arm's length and don't tell them what they need to know and cover up the science. Um, 
I think what, what we're trying to do is just be, be a bit more approachable, you know? It sounds crazy because I, I swear a lot in my videos, but I feel like more people are engaging with me now because they feel like I'm just being myself. And, and that for me is, is that, that's what keeps me going. That's what makes me happy is knowing I'm giving them the information they need and, and knowing they can talk to me about anything. Um, that's why I try to be open about anything, you know? Um, so, yeah. so, yeah. What's, um, do you have an example of like, um, something that's happened to you recently that was, that you thought like could be relatable to your clients that maybe you shared on a story or in a post or something and you got some good feedback from people that were like, oh, wow, man, like that was super relatable. I experienced that or maybe that's something I've thought about or anything like that. Um, probably over Christmas would be the the latest one. Um, I said I have a lot of coaches that are you know they work with physique athletes and and things like that, and they're posting up on Christmas. You know, oh man, got to stay motivated, got to got to um, stick to your diet and this and that through Christmas. And and I'm just thinking, mate, what are you chatting about? Like it's Christmas, you're with your family. Someone offers you a an extra Yorkshire pudding or, or whatever it is you have over there stuffing. Wait, uh, what is Yorkshire pudding? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a little, <laughs> it's like a little pastry sort of thing. Um, oh, we'll have to get a picture up after. You'll have to have a look after. It's okay. like a little, um, sort of like a dumpling, but okay. it has a little bit in it that you can put gravy and stuff. It's amazing. It's literally amazing. Is it sweet or savory? Savory. Oh, okay. Savory. So maybe not a pay. It, it's it's made from dough, but it's not like I don't know how to explain it. But if you've never had one, you're missing out. That's All right. Well, I guess I'll have to come there and have a Yorkshire pudding. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's the main thing. Was just was it was just people were were amazed when they look at you know I'll have the odd cheeseburger or I'll go out for a few drinks with my friends and and a lot of people would hide that and they'd think, oh, you're going to get some backlash for that. But for me, I, it actually made things even better because people thought, oh, well, you know, if he knows about nutrition and he goes out and still has a good time, then it's all about balance. Um, so I think, I think that's the, that's, that's the latest one anyway. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely something I can relate to, especially being away on my trip. Uh, I had my fair share of alcohol and fun food and, uh, you know, it's it's still possible to maintain a physique that you're you know you're happy with. Sure, you might come back from a a ten day trip like that and be like, all right, I feel a little you know I gotta reel things in, but it's like you're not gonna you're not gonna undo your progress in ten days. Just like you're not gonna lose substantive weight, you know, in ten days. Um, That's it. That's something you always promote on your story, and I I really like it. That's why I put, push a lot of people towards your story, especially um especially a lot of the females I have. You know, I I the way you promote the message of balance and eat, you know, eating the, still eating the food you love in moderation, that's important because there are a lot of coaches out there saying, no, chocolate's bad or you must only eat organic. And, and restriction is often a negative thing, you know? So yeah. Yeah. Good job. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, okay. I want to talk quickly about your opinion on Instagram um, as a platform and whether you think it has more um, potential to enhance someone's life or to um, maybe demotivate or confuse them. So can you kind of talk maybe about the sides and what you think um, it's leaning more towards right now? 
Yeah, I mean, I remember a couple of years ago um, when I started making graphics. I mean, I've done like 2,000 posts now. Um, there was only like five people I followed at the time that were posting useful information. And that was scary because, you you know, on the, on the cons side, there's a lot of reality TV stars, a lot of celebrities, a lot of like in people that are endorsing bollocks in order to make money. And that's just not on because it, it misleads people, you know, even from the products they use to the images that are airbrushed, that's making people um, feel insufficient, feel, you know, feel like they're not, they, that's the body they want to acquire. Whereas um, the reality is they don't even look like that either, you know? <laughs> so that's the cons of, I think that's the main con of Instagram is that you do get these people that are misleading people with their images and with their products. But on the plus side, there are people like yourself and people like, you know, other coaches that are trying to promote a good message. And perhaps if we, if we didn't have Instagram, I certainly wouldn't have, have found you. You're all the way over in America, you know, and people might not have found my account. And, and you know, so there are pros and cons, obviously, of any social media, um, not just Instagram. But I think certainly, like I said, looking back from two years ago to now, we're spreading the message and it's getting out there more, you know, and people are starting to realize what's the truth. So for me, um, I think it's doing more positive now than negative. And I think we just have to keep destroying these myths and destroying these people that are promoting these myths. And, yeah. Uh, and yeah, things, things will, hopefully the platform will get better. Yeah. Where, where do you see yourself, uh, the direction, um, for Mr. Sport or just you in general as like a business owner, where do you see yourself going in the next like one, three, five, ten 10 years? Do you have any idea? I'm not sure. I'm not actually sure. I mean, people ask this all the time. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, I know that I want to, um, I want to work more with UFC fighters. Um, so I want to work more with elite athletes. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to help more people, certainly in the UK, um, move away from slimming world and weight watchers. Um, but not, not, not for myself. It's just to create a platform that, um, you know, obesity rates are, are sky, have skyrocketed here in the UK. Um, they're the highest they've ever been. So yeah. it would be great to, in five, ten, however many years it takes, to, to know that I've made an impact that's helped make people's lives a bit healthier or, or helped them get a bit slimmer um, in order to be healthier or, you know, worked with athletes at the top of the sport. So I couldn't pinpoint what it is I want to achieve, but I think that's where I, I, I see um, where my vision is and where I see it going. Yeah. I love it. Well, I think that your, your approach is like you said, like it's so relatable. And I, I mean, I love watching your stories and following you. Like sometimes this is a, a truth moment. Sometimes I'll be sitting on the toilet and I like have my phone and I'll just be like going through stories <laughs> and I'll, I'll be on the toilet like crying laughing watching your story. <laughs> <laughs> it's so full disclaimer. <laughs> Everyone listening knows I go on Instagram while I'm peeing or pooping. <laughs> That's, the truth. That's so funny, man. Um, but yeah, no, <laughs> please don't stop that about you because it's it's gold. <laughs> Thank you, Sam. I appreciate that, man. I, I enjoy your content as well. I really do. Are you um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Looking like Hellboy over here. <laughs> <laughs> Is someone strangling you over there? <laughs> um, wait, are do you have plans to um to talk to do some public speaking? Yeah. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, so it was meant to start in January. Um, we we're meant to be doing live shows, but we're teaming up with a local, well, not a local, a, a gym in the UK now 
um, that has facilities sort of in every major city. Okay. Um, so we're going to run like little seminars. Some of them will be for MMA fighters. Some of them will be more like uh, funny debunking myths sort of thing. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, but ultimately it's just to spread spread the message and yeah like i said just push people in the right direction so that if they want to learn more about nutrition they can um i just want to be that i suppose i want the live shows to be that little spark that makes them understand things a bit clearer um because i imagine there's going to be a lot of uh, susans and lindas that will be there and it'd be nice to actually get them on the right path so so yeah. that's what that's what i want to do yeah that's awesome. Do you see uh, a future of public speaking for you? I don't know yet, man. I'm, I'm shitting myself when I think about it, but <laughs> who knows? Maybe, maybe I've got to get better at podcasts first, haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, uh, baby steps, you know, it's like anything. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, I, I'd hope to, hopefully, hopefully. I mean, I didn't think I'd be good at Instagram until I started getting better at it. So, so yeah, I have, I have no idea. Um, it may just, it may just not be for me, but hopefully maybe something I love. So who knows? Yeah. Um, okay. So to, to kind of like wrap things all up in a little bundle here, um, I want to go over a few things about you and then a few things for the audience. So I guess in the past, like, I don't know, three to, f I say three years. Um, can you share with us, uh, you know, a few things that you've learned, um, maybe they've been through mentors or through clients that have taught you something um, or through fellow, um, you know, athletes that you've learned that ha you've really taken to heart and it has maybe helped you develop your philosophy or you as a coach or just you, like your own self-growth. Um, some things that you've learned that have, that have kind of been a little bit transformative in, in the past for you. Yeah. I mean, do you mean as a coach or is that, is that what you mean as in with my coaching? Um, with your coaching, but more like as you, as Giannis, like just you as a person and how that translates into being a coach. Yeah. I mean, I think I've had a lot of people, I've had a lot of friends. Um, I've had some business mentors that have really tried to emphasize just being yourself. Um, and that's something I did struggle with because um, I do come from an area that I suppose is, is, is quite, deprived and uh you know i went to university and i, I was I, I was in lecture rooms with with people that were very middle class you know they, they were driving the newest mercedes and things like that and i think you know they came from families where they were well spoken and and, and i think that's something i try to be like myself and um it was only when i how claustrophobic i felt and how trapped in the idea of um of university and how you're meant to behave um that i had people there that were saying to me look just be yourself um, and it took me years to 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 do that um and i think that's the one thing over the years i learned to to do is is not be too brash but still always be, stick, stay true to yourself um so that's one thing is just being yourself um and it took me years to to come out of my shell i suppose um i can't believe you're ever well, in a shell <laughs> 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 yeah but I, I, and the other things as well I think I, I learned is to to you know build my knowledge in other areas so certainly for business I had to listen to more business podcasts read a little bit more about business I had to learn you know like yourself you make graphics I'm not a graphic designer you gave me a <laughs> gave me a, a pad and you gave me a pencil and told me to draw something I'll draw a stick man I'd even draw that shit <laughs> 
So, <laughs> so, you know, I think as a coach in terms of developing over the years, I've had to, and you probably agree, we've had to learn things that isn't even in our field. Um, yeah. You know, video editing. Well, right now we're doing a podcast. You know, we don't come from a digital uh, an editing background. So uh, I, think, I think as coaches, if you're coming out of the field and stuff and you want to develop yourself, um, stay true to yourself. Learn other fields like digital marketing, business, um, graphic design, maybe. Things like that. And also even the habits that comes down to changes. So like, you know, a lot of it isn't to do with the science. It's a lot of it's to do with the habitual changes that people need to make. Um, so I think stuff like that, mainly just trying to be myself and educate myself in other areas. Those are the two big things over the last three years that I've, I've learned. Cool. Awesome. Um, okay. One more funny question for you and then we'll wrap up with my typical, uh, wrap up. Um, it could, it could be anywhere just as a setting. All right. So, um, what is your most embarrassing, uh, moment? That you want to share publicly, Sam. I'll share anything with you, right? Anything. You need to give me a second now, so I think maybe edit this out. <laughs> Let me think. <laughs> Most embarrassing moment. Most embarrassing moment. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I have shit myself like a, a long time ago. Long, long time ago, I shit myself. Um, I'm not even sure that was the most embarrassing. Oh. Oh, I'm trying to think. You know. Oh yeah. The other. Sorry, I had a. I'm signed to an agency that's helping out at the moment with like the live shows. Okay. And I was walking down the stairs um, to go into this place. And this, this agency has a lot of like actors, actresses, reality, reality TV stars. And I was telling my friends as we were going there, I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to act like I'm a boss. I was feeling nervous. I was like, you're the man, Yanis. Don't worry about it. I took two steps down the stairs right in front of this whole people. Everyone turned their heads. I slipped back. And not just fell over, I had a glass in my hand, the glass came flying out my hand, smashed on my head, and I fell right on the floor. And I got back up and I just brushed it straight off and this swollen lump was just there. And then it went up to me, like, you're right, mate, how's it going? <laughs> that, that for me, from what I can remember anyway in the last year, that's definitely one of the most embarrassing moments of my life. <laughs> Oh, solid. Did you have like glass shards sticking out of your face <laughs> at that point? And, oh my God, it's remarkable how quickly it, it, it became swollen. Um, but yeah. They won't forget was, you. <laughs> I'll never forget that moment. Never. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing that vulnerable <laughs> state oh, of mind. It was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting red again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So to wrap up, um, Top three pieces of advice um, for everyone listening. Um, it could be to do with mindset, fat loss, diet, anything. Um, things that you want to share. It could be about your mission, um, but things that you think could be of the most benefit to everyone listening. I think the first one, like, I, like I've emphasized this whole podcast, for, um, for coaches and for, I suppose, anyone, um, is be yourself. Figure out who you are and you know, what, you, what you're about. Um, I don't really know the steps to do that. I think it's just something that you learn and you, um, you know, you progress towards, but don't try and make everyone happy. Just try and be yourself. Um, the second one is obviously find a style of dieting, um, that you enjoy 
or that you can see yourself following for the next five, 10 years or, or however long. Um, not necessarily dieting is in fat loss, but I mean a style of eating that you enjoy. Um, you know, I can't tell you the amount of times I have clients come to me and say, I'm going vegan. And then next month I have to change their meal plan to back to normal. You know, it's mm-hmm. to do what works for you and, and with your diet. Um, and I think the third one, I mean, what have I covered so far? I've done nutrition, done business, I suppose, coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, and I suppose uh, a third one could be, um, you've caught me off guard here, Sam. You've caught me off guard, Sam. Um, I suppose, do you have a third one? Do you want to add a third one, Sam? <laughs> I love how the tables have turned. I want to help me out? <laughs> I think, no, I think actually your last story about falling down the stairs, right? Like, um, and getting back up and just like getting back up on your feet, right? Could be a metaphor maybe for, uh, for you or just for, for people in general. Like, yeah, we're all humans, right? Like we're going to fuck up. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to eat a whole pizza by accident when you're drunk, you know, like exactly. whatever. <laughs> uh, but that doesn't mean you need to keep doing it. Exactly. You don't need to hate yourself and you also don't need to, you don't need to think that that's it and that's who you are and carry on doing it, like you say. So, so yeah, I think you just got to roll with the punches. If I can fall down the stairs and, and smash a glass in my face and stand up afterwards and still think I'm a boss, then you can, uh, you can boss yes. your dog. <laughs> you should definitely share that as a story. Like that's, that's a, that is good. <laughs> You have this vision of you with like uh, half of a wine glass, like sticking out of your head, like extra dramatic, like somehow the stem got chopped off. <laughs> That's how it felt, man. That's how, when the adrenaline wore off, God, it hurt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, thank you so much for taking time to be on my podcast. This has been so fun. Thank you for having me, man. Of course, of course, of course. Um, And where can everyone find you on social media, website? Um, Where can they go and watch you be yourself? (laughs) Well, all of my Facebook, Twitter and Instagram is at Mr. Sport Official. Um, And my website is mrsport.org. So, yeah, you can find me on there, guys. I love it. I love that you're a .org. (laughs) I couldn't get .com. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, just rocking. It sounds like you're an or- you know you're an organization. <laughs> I love it. Um, All right, well, I will be sure to put your um, your handle insight under the podcast bio. Um, but thank you again for being on the show. It's been a lot of fun, and I hope that you can you know you enjoy the rest of the uh, the UK over there. I'll be over there soon. Um, I have some plans to get over there in the next maybe month or two. So. Nice. You're checking out Sarah. Is that what you're coming over? Yeah. Yeah, We're we're working on a secret project. (laughs) Yeah. Nice one. Nice one. Well, let me know when you're over and we'll have to sort something out. I will. I definitely will. (laughs) Thanks again for having me. All right. No problem. Have an awesome day, Giannis. You too. Bye. Alrighty, that wraps up another episode of the Balance of Sam podcast. I'm so excited and so grateful that you took the time to be here and to listen. I know how crazy life is, and so it means the world that you were on this podcast listening to me speak and try to help you. I love you guys so much. As the year comes to a close, I want to remind you that my Fit and Free membership 
is opening for enrollment. We have 25 spots available and I want you to be one of them. For less than a dollar a day, literally $28 a month, you can be part of the Fit and Free membership. We give you an app, we give you workouts each month, and we help you overcome binge eating and overeating, emotional eating, all of the eating. This goal is to help you feel supported and to give you the action plan to actually keeping the promises to yourself and to help you build that dream body. You deserve the body that you want. You do. And so this membership is going to help you transform your relationship with food, right? And, and your relationship with yourself. I'm so, so excited. So if you are not already in the membership and you are interested, girl, I know this is going to change your life. You have to head over to fitandfreeforlife.com. And that is who sponsored this podcast. We're so excited. Me and my friend Sarah that you guys probably know. We are so excited to bring this to you. Open enrollment starts January 6th, 2020. So please head over to the website and apply and get on the wait list to be one of 25 spots. Last time, my first enrollment, it filled up in less than two days, 100 women. So if you want to be part of this exclusive community and the most supportive group of women, like they are so amazing, I want you to head over to the website, fitandfreeforlife.com. Join us. We're so excited to launch this and welcome in another 25 women and I hope that you will be one of them. All right, I will catch you guys on the next episode. Love you all and talk soon.